Hello everyone, welcome to Vention, where people find passions and passions find people. Today I have on a group of friends that I've known for my whole life, and we've done a lot of great things together, and this is all about one of those great things, disc golf. So, without further ado, three, two, one. All right, uh, we'll go ahead with introductions to my right. Yeah, uh, I'm Boaz Page. Over here, Jonathan McGarry. And Elias Page. <sighs> awesome, Dubsky. All right, guys. So, uh, yeah, we've been around each other for our whole lives. We've picked up random hobbies and different things. Uh, recently, you guys have gotten into disc golf, and that's been the, the main hobby for recent months. How long have you guys, like, been into that? Yeah, about eight months. Uh, about six feet. <laughs> No, what? probably like eight months. About eight months. Since or, March, I think. Ever, ever kinda, since COVID hit, it really stuck with yeah, us. Yeah, it really took off then. It was just kind of like something to do, and it's like out in the open. So you kind of were able to just get into it? Well, it's the only thing that's open uh, that was open during COVID. Yeah, so the government shut everything down. The so. parks were the only thing we could uh, go out. We started a little bit before, too. Uh, we played with Ethan Strayer up in Flagstaff. Yeah, shout out to Ethan Strayer. Kind of the it's founding the father of the He's our, father. our disc golf. <laughs> Of the Arizona discers. Nice, nice. Um, basically, the the general gist of disc golf to those that may not know it is, long story short, taking a frisbee and throwing it into a, a metal cage basket thingy. Um, is is there courses where they don't even have cages? Yeah, it's called an obstacle course. Um, object, object, course. Course. object course, object course. Pretty much you have trees with uh, painted markers on them. You have to hit There's it. actually one at uh, Prescott Pines. So next year at camp, we're probably going to run a quick round, you know, maybe throw a little doubles cash on it or something. Just Beams kidding. Only. Never. Never. Um, so Ownership. what goes, uh, and it's scored the same way as golf. So uh, lowest score wins. Um, however, unlike golf, you're not using, uh, like the same as clubs, you're using different kind of, Discs. So you pretty um, much have a driver, mid-range, uh, fairway driver, and then the putter. Uh, fairway driver, uh, can you repeat that? Uh, so we have driver, mid-range. Okay, driver, uh, then you have the fairway driver, and then you have the mid-range, and then the putter. So you use each one for many different shots, and you have understable or overstable discs, which do different things as well. So pretty much like golf, just kind of a different aspect going about it. Uh, and like, what's the the major differences like between each, um, d between each disc? Let Austin go on this. He's pretty good at talking about the numbers. Yeah, he's really <laughs> smart with this. So stuff. there's uh there's four numbers on the disc. Um, they're made by Innova. You have your speed rating. Not just Innova, but all. Innova came up with it. It's deep. I didn't know. Brain. That. Innova I came know up that with either. them. The four speed rating system. You have speed, glide turn and fade so if you are a right-handed backhand thrower um your turn is going to be how the disc flies right and the fade is going to be how the disc flies left so if you have a high um the the turn is going to be a negative so if it's a a high negative number say like four or five it's going to turn over really hard as soon as you throw it um but if the end number which is a fade it's a high number in the positives. It's going to hook hard left whenever you throw it. And it all depends on like if you're a beginner or like more advanced, just like different discs, like how fast your arm speed is and stuff. Cause like 
What's yeah. the lowest speed for? Is it like four? One. One putter. <clears throat> well, no putter, putter, but like Other than a putter, though, I mean. Well, mid-range. Like for a mid-range, what does that start That's at? Like four? four? I think it's four. Five. Four or five. I think it's five. five. Four. It's five. Either way, yeah. <laughs> mid-ranges are lower so, speeds. So if you're a beginner and you want to start out throwing mid-ranges, because they'll probably match or your arm fairway speed. Drivers. Or fairway drivers. Because the highest speed driver is like a 14. And for the disc to do the correct uh, thing that it's supposed to, according to the numbers, you got to have a fast arm speed and you won't get that till you have you to hit the while. arm speed that is on the disc. So like if it's a speed 14, you have to hit 14 speed in order to, for it to do what the correct flight pattern. Yeah. 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 Jay's still struggling on that. His arm hey, we're working on it. It's okay. But you know, he's getting there. Um, like since each of you guys had to like, including me, I, I've gone three times. Um, like what's the like proper form? Because uh, like we all had to do something slightly different, and everybody has like different like ways to do it. But is there like a general basics um, how to? So I'd say probably uh, the basic form is probably just a a nice little three step or four step, depending on it's all depends on the player's game to be honest. So just like a three step, four step run up to the T pad, which is like basically like for golf, it would be like. The tee pad or whatever? The tee box. box. The tee box. It, it's called pretty much the tee box too, but it's concrete. And you normally, it's probably like. How long is that? 10 like feet, maybe. 10 feet? Yeah. Feet. 10 by 5 or something? Yeah, yeah 10 by 5. And you just run up and try to, just depending on your shot, trying to get the good form, which would be a run up, a pull back. So getting your disc back, that's how you normally generate the. But, but throwing velocity. a disc isn't really um, throwing it, it's more like. If you've ever pull started like a, uh, a lawnmower engine, you're pretty much breaking your elbow right around your chest. So it creates um, torque, like torque and something for the, the disc to rotate around your body. So it flings out at the highest speed. Kind of like baseball, you could say that. It's just all it's about It's pretty your complicated, hip. honestly. Yeah. <laughs> you have to use your hips, your arms. It's, we're still. It's like nothing you've ever done before. I'll tell you that. We've got that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then, um, and then. Like throwing in some of the like the lingo and stuff like hyzers and different things. Like you're not just throwing a strict um, disc for like consistency. It's more like you can make the do- the disc do different things. Yeah, that's yeah. what I love about the game is it's so like versatile. Like you have different shots and you pick whichever driver or fairway driver or putter, mid range, whatever that will fit that shot, and you can almost play the disc to make it do what you want. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. One, I could throw a disc a certain way, and it would do something different for me. And Elias could throw it a different way, and it would do something different. It's just you, could, you how can, you you learn how the disc flies, and then you adapt to and, it. And you can manipulate a disc to do what you want. Manipulate. Yeah, also. So, like your question, like a hyzer, like if you have like a two hundred foot shot, and there's a huge tree right in the way of the basket, you can't just throw a straight disc towards the basket. You mm-hmm. know, you go around it, which is what a hyzer is. You angle the disc down. Um, from where you're holding it down, that'd be a hyzer. The opposite is anhyzer. Um, but those are those are the the way you release the disc, and that'll help with the disc flight patterns. All that ties together. And we haven't even uh, talked about forehand. So backhand is the normal approach, like how you would throw a normal frisbee. But forehand is like more of a I don't know how you could say sidearm. Just it's more like, like a throwing s- a baseball sidearm. Yeah, like sidearm. Like a submarine pitcher. But um, hyzer is the is the direction the disc naturally um, curls to, 
So when you're backhand righty, it curls left. But when you throw it forehand, it's it going to naturally right. curl right. So when you throw Anheuser, you're forcing the disc to flip and go unnaturally the opposite way to manipulate it. And then it will usually hyzer back um, to its natural curl. That would be with an overstable disc. So overstable is normally, so if you're throwing it righty and you do it Anheuser, a normally an overstable disc will generally try to come back. But if you throw an understable disc at a uh, Anheuser, that disc ain't coming back. Or to turn to a roller. Yes, which is... Which is Actually, another type of shot. Another type of shot. <laughs> There's probably like six For like different types of shots. The rollers. Um, could you just like spout off like the six if you know them? Off, uh, off thumber, hand? forehand, backhand, roller, uh, grenade. I think that's a. Yeah. I think that's about it, like five-ish. Thumber's become my new personal favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I use it to take money all from luck. Bo. <laughs> Um, and that all just depends on like the lay of the course. Oh, we don't bet though. Um, and like there are many Friendly. different courses like everywhere. And, the, and what I think is really cool about disc golf is that it can literally just be like anywhere. Um, uh, like recreational parks, like uh, in neighborhoods um, to like middle of the woods uh, up in Flag or Prescott and different things um, around lakes, which was a really cool one. Um, very risky with lakes. How do you how do you guys find <laughs> to our advantage? But, oh yes. <laughs> um. Uh, where do you? How do you guys find? Uh, can uh, is it like something that's easily searchable? Like on well, uh, there's this Google Maps and things. There's, there's an this app, uh, app called UDisc. Yeah, UDisc. It's an app. I'm not sure who created it, but it's like the universal disc golf app. They got all the courses on there, pretty much worldwide ratings for courses. Scorecard, yeah, you can keep scorecard on there. And you can keep very, a live scorecard. Cool. So during tournaments, um, yeah. you can actually see where your other, because not everyone can play from the same tee pad if there's so many people. So you can see where other people are at scoring live on the on the app. And the, and the app also has built-in GPS on it. So, so you can see, you can see every throw, how far it is. The whole course layout, it's really awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Is like every, or not, obviously not every, but is like pretty much like a majority of them all registered under that on, in the app. As yeah, far as I know, it. every course that's is how on. we yeah. found all the courses. You disc, yeah, and they have like a free unlimited supply right when you sign up of like scorecards. But then if you use them all, then it's like five bucks a year or five something. Five a year, yeah. But yeah, it's a pretty good deal. I still haven't bought it, but and it, <laughs> does it have difficulty <laughs> ratings? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Um, well, it has course. It ratings. has like well, course ratings. Yeah, it has the condition of the five. course and how good it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you go in there, there's a bunch of reviews. Bunch of reviews, and they'll tell you how hard the course is, stuff like that. Yeah, normally ranging from three to four point nine. Four point nine would be the best out of the five. So generally, the better courses. Are I think a lot five out of five play. would be better than four point nine. Um, <laughs> and what's also really cool about this in comparison to like golf and stuff is that you can go and play tournament courses um without without having to pay for it and kind of just like walk on uh are there any courses where you actually have to pay for it yeah some of the courses on on pro tour Mm -hmm. um and other uh tournament courses you may have to pay five dollars because if you if you pay then they may they can maintain the course um yeah but for the most part it's the beautiful thing about disc golf is it's all free except for the disc which yeah, is real which pricey. Is an addiction. <laughs> not healthy. I'm not not a healthy addiction. Um, so you guys will carry bags, and like, how many discs are in like an average bag? Um, normally, <sighs> like twenty, about eighteen in the pouch, and then you have like another 
holder four for like putters. four putters or some mid ranges. Be like, it just depends on the bag you get. You get a like a little duffel bag or you like beginning get bag. When yeah. we first started, it was like ten discs yeah. you had maybe. So yeah. we definitely evolved from like a yeah. pouch to a bigger bag. Our friend, yeah, I've had like five bag. bags in the history of my. Yeah, golf. Our friend Ben Life. spent like 150 bucks and bought this bag <laughs> that holds like 35 discs. Still but she never even very attractive. Uh-huh. Yeah, he couldn't be here today. Shout out to B Level 98. Go follow him on Instagram. But yeah, he couldn't come today because he choked on whole 18. He choked. Yeah, we're not sure. <laughs> but uh, we'll come back to that. He was real nervous. But in reality, like like all of these different things, um, and a typical disc is like uh, five, fifteen. Uh, Oh, Depends. No. Um, usually they range like 15 to, 15 to 25. Or you could buy used discs, which I yeah. recommend. Used disc round five. I recommend two. You can go merching. If you, <laughs> we'll get to that. That is later. another story. If you do That's get a disc, two. put your name and your number on it. Yeah. Because they're so easy to leave at parks and stuff. Some and it's pretty cool because disc golf, disc golfers are pretty, pretty good guys. And if they find your disc and you got your name on it and stuff, they'll call you and then you can meet them up, so meet up with them. It's pretty cool. <laughs> um so like 15 25 bucks yeah. um yeah probably like 18 is general and, average and, like, good disc. and at like the used places or where do they sell the um like the misprinted ones because i've seen quite oh, a order few those online, pretty much online. every single disc golf like association like innova dynamic west side and uh discraft yeah Discraft's. they pretty much all have mvp my it just depends favorite. on how you find them. And misprints are just like the, the top labels are like printed. Yeah, the stamps. They're printed twice. Like twice stamps. Stuff like and that. it's cheaper. You can get them for like 10 bucks or something. Yeah, and it's same the exact disc. same disc. It's That's what's cool, cool about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and so like all these professionals like on tour and, and different things, they're sponsored by these specific um, uh, companies. Disc companies. companies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, are they only throwing those discs? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Once if you're you sponsored, sponsored contract, you're you could be sponsored by yeah. multiple as well. So. That's my goal. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> Got a long way to go. Um, Still get beat like, by Jay. like, for instance, one professional, what? Drew Gibson, he's sponsored by um, a store called Infinite Disc. So he can throw any brand he, really? he wants. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, and that. he's not bound to any certain type of brand of disc because he's sponsored by a store. So mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. But, like, say, like, uh, I believe it's. Brody, Brody, Brody Zach. You got what were, Go you, what were you saying, Liza? So I don't remember their specific name, but uh, say like you have like a you're sponsored by Discraft and like you only throw Discraft, but you like a specific mold, which would be like a disc from like Innova, and you would really like it. Throw it. I've seen a couple guys like only throw that specific. So they're they're sponsored by Discraft, but they throw one of Innova's discs because they really like that feel and that touch when they throw it so they just stick to that disc which is i think or or a lot of times the the company will make a mold almost identical just for that pro um to match that style Mm -hmm. yeah and then will that like uh collection be like named after them yeah yeah Yeah. there's a lot lot of of tour series series, they call it Mm -hmm. that's cool and then i'm pretty sure that money if you buy it it goes straight to them not to like the company or whatever it goes to the company a portion portion, but if you buy the tour series it goes to the players more so um can support so so disc golf is a relatively recent thing so like all these tournaments and things um especially to us is like a new thing um so like how like typically on tours it's similarly to golf in a lot of ways including the ways that it's like the professionals 
are kind of reoccurring in some of the biggest tournaments because they're obviously the best. Um, how do people like go into tournaments? Uh, were, were you guys in a tournament? Normally they just sign up. And then well, you have to I'm like not qualify sure the process for the to become uh, for, like pro ones. For pro tour, it's called uh, states, mm-hmm. a national. Um, so pretty much you, you have to qualify. Yeah, You can't yeah. just walk into a pro no, tour yeah. tournament. and So you have to go through a series of, of tournaments to and at least like place higher and mm-hmm. advanced to, and to get into a And it has a to be like part tour. of that. Like association, it's is called PDGA. It's called, yeah, Professional Disc Golf Association. And before that even happens, you have to get a PDGA number, which normally costs around uh, hundred bucks, I believe. Fifty bucks? No, that's fifty. Ben paid it. Ben has one hundred. It's a hundred. Yeah, what? somewhere around there. It's too ben. expensive for us. <laughs> for ben though, Burger stall. <laughs> okay. Um. So then, so you basically collect the number, go through the different tournaments, uh, and then hopefully qualify. Yeah, you have to play good. Yeah, we played in our first uh, amateur disc golf tournament about a few <laughs> weeks ago. It's a humbling experience. <laughs> I didn't. The other, the other three and Ben did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Austin, you want to tell us what happened with your round real quick? I think he shot negative. Correct. Yeah. What was your total? Yeah. Um, I shot negative two both rounds. Uh, wow, which is good. It's all right. I placed eighth. What park did we play at? It was uh, Vista del Camino down in Scottsdale. Oh, okay. Um, it's where one of the uh, the main tournaments is actually. Yeah, they played the Memorial <laughs> Open. Not the same layout we played for our tournament, but longer, but in the same park. It's like the a, short ones. A few ones. of the holes are the same, I think. Only like Similar uh, layout. Baskets, but not the same throw. But it was a lot of fun. Uh, I finished at like plus one, like three, two. I think plus five. No, it was plus one because one. shot negative one and then plus two. <laughs> no, because Ben put your scoring wrong. <laughs> hey, we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't play as well as I should have. You know, I had a great practice round shot about neg five, but you know, you just, just wasn't able to. Nervous. Just got real nervous. But, um, Lias, uh, how did how did your first round go? Walk uh, us through that plus five. <laughs> Um, <laughs> round <laughs> the nerves really got to me I mean it's it's a lot different than just playing your normal every day with your friends and how we normally do it just get out and have fun but when it comes down to tournament I kind of just cracked if you could say that so I was just I was there's there's water on the courses the course so I kind of went OB a lot there's a lot of OB like apartments sidewalks just a lot of OB and so there's, there's yeah in the tournament there was a round round one and round two, both 18 holes. And the first round, I actually shot plus five, I believe. And then the next round, I kind of locked in, <laughs> got some good motivation from R. Clar. And uh, <laughs> shout out Riri. Shout out to Riri. Uh, so I ended up shooting negative four the next round, which was tied with the best score with Ben. He shot wow. round one, right? No, Ben was three down. No, 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 yes. for a round. Yeah, Not for the whole thing. It was three down both times. Okay, oh, then so I the apparently best. got the best. Yeah. Wow. Rough. But yeah, I shot the worst. I'll talk for Ben, you know. <laughs> Basically, I was on hole 18. I think I was, what, in fourth place? Fourth, yeah. No, he was he I was think I was negative third. four down or something. And the top five get invited to Texas to actually go play in the championship for the National Amateur Disc Golf. And uh, Ben kind of choked on the last hole, and it was a par three, and he ended up getting a par six, so it dropped him down to, uh, like, seventh place or something. Yeah, he was only, like, three spots. Yeah, so he wasn't able to qualify, but 
we all had a fun time. It was a great experience. Yeah. We'll probably do it again soon. Hopefully, Jay McGarry can come with us. And I, I think a lot of reason we, we kind of struggle a little bit is because we kind of live in an element of trash talk when we play with each other. <laughs> and there was none of that there. So, you know, the nerves were a little bouncy. So, And one cool thing about it was, like, even though we didn't play, so we didn't actually, like, play the best of we could be, uh, we got two actually free discs from NAGT, which is wow. actually an acronym for National National... Amateur? Amateur Disc Golf Association. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. We got two free I discs. I got a shirt on. And Bo got a shirt instead of a disc. <laughs> professional. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I told you I was trying to go pro. I mean, it's not really a problem for me. Who throws um, how often are tournaments? Wait, let's just go to who throws farther. <laughs> no, let's stay with Chris. We'll how, get that. How often, okay, Chris. how often are tournaments? Um, Very much directors. So like couldn't really tell. Are there, they're all under like one association? No, there's 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 like non-official tournaments and then there's official tournaments. Mm-hmm. What's um, official? P- That's with PDGA, like PDGA and, 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 and we were in that, right? Ours was the uh, the junior association. Yeah, yeah, the junior, the amateur, juniors. And how do you find like notifications for that? Uh, the disc golf scene. They have a list of all the tournaments going on, and that's where you sign up and pay. That's a website. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, if you watch Jomez, he has a thing called Jomez. It actually does live and archive coverage of all the national disc golf tours, like yeah, the pros. Yeah, yeah. And so that's how we learn a lot of stuff because they'll like do what Not we're doing. Not national, kinda, but like, worldwide. Yeah. They'll just like commentate and stuff like two people on the the play. And so they'll talk about stuff, the tour coming up and all that. And if you Joe watch Mez? that, Jomez Pro, yeah, on YouTube and on Instagram, I think. That's cool. But yeah, they'll keep you updated too. Uh, so it's basically like the the uh, ESPN version yes, of kind of uh-huh. yeah. yeah. They do coverage; it's pretty cool. And there's not even only one, but there's like GK Productions and just different. Yeah, there's a few yeah. different yeah. YouTube um, East Coast platforms. Yeah, that was like my next question. It was like, who got into it first? Disc golf. Uh, yeah, Ethan Strayer. Out yeah. of us. Out of yeah. us or yeah. Ethan Strayer. <laughs> Uh, out of us, like he said, Ethan Strayer. I think it was, was our father. Was it Ben? I think it, it was Ben. Ben and Lyon. So it was, was it, when we were in school, and then we kind of just all. So yeah. it was Ethan Strayer. So we went up to Flag a lot, and like he apparently used to play when he was little. So he played a lot, and Zachary and Matthias Robson played with him a couple times. And then one time we went up, and he gave us a disc and a putter, and we just played for fun, and we kind of enjoyed it. So it kind of just got. Brought down just kind of I actually hated the game at first. <laughs> it was yeah. rough. It was, it's hard when you first start. It's so hard. Real frustrating. Yeah. It's and really frustrating. Your body will not forgive you if you don't stretch. Let me tell you. Huh? When tell I was us. first starting out, um, <laughs> trying to learn, <laughs> trying to learn backhand, I ripped my lat muscle <laughs> from <laughs> from trying to pull so hard, and it was all black and blue. So yeah, we stretch. Over all our disc golf careers, we've had a lot of injuries. <laughs> I'd say... Uh, Who was we? <laughs> Elias almost broke his hand. Yellow, oh, yeah. A very obscene name. <laughs> Jeff Fack. He hit a pole, thought it was broke. He actually fell on the floor, and, and we had to carry, had to carry him. Me, him to the vehicle. me and Jonathan had to carry him to the vehicle. <laughs> I blacked out. He did not black out. I did. I, I hit his wrist on a pole and blacked out. Finishing his backhand throw. I still have a scar to this day. So we must know that uh, disc is a very dangerous sport. Could oh, be. If you're, if you're just uncoordinated, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> you 
You still what were we talking Jones. about before that came up? <laughs> um, who started first? Oh, yeah. Uh, who got Jones, into it? Jones. I said Ben. Oh, who got oh. into it? Yeah, so basically Ethan Strayer got us into it. Went out the flag, played a few times. Love-hate relationship. But then Ben, ben started I think it Ben and Lies went to a, a local park here and played. Which one did he play first? He played Kono, right? Kono, right. Kono and that's our, that's our home course. Shout out Kono Cito Disc Golf. Desert Flyers as well. Yeah, Desert Flyers is a part of the group we're part of here in Arizona. Yeah, we joined a club. Um, it's on Facebook. You can check it out. Disc Golf. Uh, Desert Flyers. I have to admit, if you'd asked me a year or two ago, or if I'd have been playing disc golf a few times a week, few times we play no. like every day. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of. I would have told you no that I was crazy or <laughs> something. But it's a fun sport, and I, I really think people should get into it more. Yeah, definitely. Um, Merchie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we could talk about how when we went to Oregon and stuff, played the pro course up there. Yeah, it was great. Portland Open? Yeah. Oh, it was a tough course. Yeah, the uh, the fairway was nice, but anything outside the fairway was these blackberry like bushes. Blackberry bushes. And they were impenetrable. And uh, It didn't fun. really affect me. My throw, I throw about 500 on a line. <laughs> so. Okay, so uh, Austin and Bo, uh, you guys experienced like the difficult level compared to like, say, our home's course, which would be Conocido. Can you tell us like what is probably like how much more difficult is it than our like everyday course? Like, is it actually a pro or do you, you know? Yes. Yeah. To shoot negative. I think, I think what you finished at six over and I was eight over at uh, the Portland. <laughs> yeah. I think I was like neg four actually. No, no, for real. No, I, you were I think like I was six, like six over, over and I was eight over. Cause like there'd be these par fours that were like a thousand feet. Yeah. And tight tunnel gaps. And, like, and, a, and an average hard. throw. For one of us is what, like 360 maybe? Three, uh, 350, 400. Yeah. Jay's probably in that two, 250 category. <laughs> All right, so if you guys don't understand what we're saying when we're saying like negative six, negative four, oh, yeah. positive or whatever. So it goes pretty much like a par 54 would be probably our general like 18 holes, all par threes. So say you get a par every hole, you finish even. But I mean, you could get bogeys, double bogeys, which would be bogey is one over, double bogeys two over, and just depends how just good goes you like do. That. So a general good and a birdie is two out of three, and you could either get an so ace get in two holes. or an eagle. An ace is a depending. One. You could only get eagles on par fours because if you, yeah, you make it in two. If you ace a par three, that's would be scored as an eagle technically. No. Yeah. Yes. I mean, kind of, but it's. No, it's called a. a it's an ace. It's just an ace. Have you aced, Jay? And you actually can get an albatross, yes. which would be on a par five. <laughs> it's a lot. You would get a three instead of a four, which would be a birdie, and five would be a par. So if you shot like negative four and you had no bogeys, you'd add just have four birdies, basically, par. essentially like that. And yeah. the rest par. Um, a typical course. How is it laid out? Like, isn't there a certain I amount of threes, a certain amount of fours? No, it's kind Not of just yet. however. Not yet. No, but there's normally about average three or four par fours normally on a course and the rest par threes. It all just depends on how far the hole is. How far the course is, how the much hole. work. So like, yes, the hole. If the hole is longer than like 400, I could say it probably turned into a par four, but anything lower than that. And it, it, it depends threes. on obstacles too. Like if yeah. it's a super depends tight tunnel shot, I mean, I've seen some like 380 but holes that are super technical, they'll make them par fours because you can't reach the basket in one throw. Or they dogleg left or right. So yeah. Basically, a par three is something you can get within 
30, they call it circle one is 30 feet around the basket. 33. 33 feet around the basket. 10, 10 meters. And what is circle two? 66. Uh, yeah. So circle two is 20 66 meters. feet, 20 meters. And that is like, so basically a par three would, they'll judge it as like, can you throw it up to circle one? Mm-hmm. Then it would be a par three. But if you can't, then it's like normally a par four, so you can have a chance to birdie it. That's about how that goes. Um, And so par, technically speaking, is just like, um, hitting the course, quote unquote, like requirements for like yes. not requirements, it, but your yeah, average, average. You're breaking yeah. even, like yeah. the entire yeah. the entire course. Uh, what I thought is really cool about uh, disc golf is like because the parks that we go to and stuff like that, um, like it, it's just like a normal, it, it's like a large grass field park, but it doesn't have to be like a golf course where it's like, like almost like a mile long it feels like instead it kind of like crisscrosses like all the baskets can kind of um share baskets and um even sometimes cross through each other do they ever cross through each other yeah so like kono konosito which is yeah yeah of course pretty much it only has nine baskets but we're just playing with 18 tee pads so it's just crisscrossing all the way and stuff like that but um are any of them repeating like any of the from the tee box to the like the same mask. hole. Every tea, every no. there's every, a every tea hole pad. is different. That's what's really cool. But there's about a it. few of the same baskets. There's 18 tee, the tee boxes. Yeah, but there's only nine. nine yeah. Not every course. As far is as like I know, is no. Conocido is the only I've played like that. At least here in town. There's a few. But that's With the thing that about it, like baskets, Arizona no. too. Like Arizona, I mean, well, yeah, Arizona is kind of like kind of diverse, and it only has like desert courses. But if you can go up to Flagstaff, there's more wooded courses. But generally, Arizona is a pretty good spot to play disc golf. But, like, if you go up to, like, Wisconsin, Michigan, Tennessee, Oregon, those have some phenomenal courses. I think it's really fun. North Carolina, that area, South Carolina, Tennessee and stuff, I'm pretty sure there's, like, at least lots of the professionals, yeah, have come from that area. Bigger there, almost. It's a lot more technical. It's a lot different play than here, honestly, because oh, yeah. here it's like a few trees, uh, more wide open. But when you go back there, uh, everything's more woods, tunnel ben gaps. recently went out there and shot. He went to Arkansas? Ben went to Arkansas. Why, why did he go there? <laughs> oh. I'm talking about Tennessee. Curse oh. you, Haven. He went to... <laughs> <laughs> what? She took him from us. Okay. No, I was saying whenever Ben went to Tennessee a few months ago, it was I like a... That. Huh? What are you saying, Bo? Can that. I speak? <laughs> Go ahead. All right. He went out to Tennessee, and as far as I know, it wasn't like an extremely difficult course, but just because it was so different um, yeah. from what he's used to out here, it was hard to like adjust. Well, because you hit a tree out there and you get kicked into deep woods. There's no way you can throw out of there, so you have to pitch back out into the fairway, and that's already two strokes you lose because... If it's OB or no. if you have huh? to pitch out. No, because you have to pitch back out, so you lose a stroke. Because then it's you hard have to, to throw, throw again. Trees. You can't throw when he's in the trees. He had to pitch back out to the fairway. So you take a stroke, or scramble, or, or you can be a scramble, scramble master like, like my Ricky with throw thumbers. <laughs> and <laughs> another thing to say in disc golf, it's all about kind of elevation. So here in like Phoenix, we have a lower elevation, but in Flagstaff, it's a higher elevation. <laughs> so pretty much, higher elevation makes the disc more understable. So, yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot different, right? So, no, higher elevation makes them more stable. Incorrect. I mean, overstable, not understandable. 
So the discs fly different when we go up to flag and play discs. So it's kind of interesting. It takes you a few throws to get used to it again because the discs actually fly quite a bit different. Mm-hmm. There's things called headwinds and tailwinds. So basically... Just wind. As, don't, as far yeah, as wind is not your friend in disc golf, I have to admit. Yeah. We, I didn't realize how windy Arizona was. So we started playing disc golf. We're like, <laughs> man, this is trash. Yeah. Um, go ahead. I don't know. Don't don't throw an understable driver into a headwind. It'll turn into a roller. It won't work well. Unless you wanted to. <laughs> Just don't throw rollers in wind in general. You'll end up about 300 feet in the wrong direction. We don't have very much grass anyway, so our rollers are it's just true. hitting rocks. Yeah. Oh, no. Um. So basically, the only uh, all you need to start disc is two discs, like a mid. Maybe three. A mid. I'd and say a, three. I'd just start with yeah. the driver. Mid-range putter. I mean, that's... Yeah. that's you could get, that's like, what we a started. pack. It would be a driver. Starter pack for, like, Starter 30 pack. bucks or yeah. something. No, I want it. I want trash plastics. They're pretty bad plastic, <laughs> but, I mean, everybody starts out with something. Yeah, you have to start at least figuring out how to throw. Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of just eventually... How how would you suggest, like, finding the right way, like, the, the right discs? So, I say probably for beginners, uh, you want to tend to stay away from... Heavier fast discs. distance drivers. Di- no, not you could you could do distance. I started drivers, off with but the just glosses not higher and speed. I was talking that thing far. Just depends on your athletic system. I thought you were saying you wanted to stay but at slower. You, you speed want a, you want a lighter disc and lighter you, disc. and you want not as overstable because so like a speed nine or whatever would be like perfect for you to start off and too. a little and a little understable, a little understable. So which would be like a negative one, if you negative two maybe. On your turn rating. And so the the numbers, the four numbers in order, what were they again? Uh, speed, glide, turn, turn fade. and fade. So for a beginner, you would suggest like a... Uh, maybe like negative two, two on your, a on your turn and, and fade. The whole thing. So like seven, five, negative two, and then maybe three or two. Yeah. And yeah. that's for a driver. Uh, fairway, fairway driver. Fairway, fairway driver. Fairway, fairway, yeah. Yeah. Um, and putters don't make too much of a difference. Uh, not really. It just depends on what you want. I mean, they're when all you're beginning. Put- you figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. Putters all about feel. If it yeah. feels good in your hand, yeah, you'll start feel. off with a putter, and then you'll be like, okay, I don't like this one. Then you'll buy another one that yeah. is different. And the thing is, you look into it, and you can look online and look at discs. And there's videos. We watch a lot of um, videos on discs and what try hard or ratings. Um, <laughs> I think the first thing that beginners have had to learn was not to throw it like a normal frisbee um everything you do just throw it away (laughs) the grip yeah it's extremely different um there's a couple different types of grips you have fan grips modified grips and then power grips on your backhands um pretty much power grips all four fingers under your rim um so you have really good grip like no one no one should be able to pull the disc from your hand Mm -hmm. Uh, modified grip, you have maybe like two, maybe one, two, three under the rim and then one on the plate of the disc, like underneath it. And then fan grips, you're fanned out across the bottom of the, the disc, not really grabbing the rim that hard. Um, but usually power grips for distance, fan grips maybe for upshots to the basket, mm-hmm. um, modified. Some people throw power modified, but I don't really find it that comfortable. Yeah. And, and it's good to know that putters you throw it like a completely different way. You don't, it's more like a, like a sandbag, uh, like beanbag toss than it is like a, like a chuck. Yeah. When you're going at the basket, you're more tossing it directly at the basket than throwing it. Yeah. There's not much like, uh, spin spin or power. power. Um, 
And then bags are just optional for beginners pretty much. Uh, if you're having like, three. I started off with a laptop case. So. <laughs> yeah, you can you just start off with a backpack or even right. holding them when you have that yeah, yeah. that little. But always bring water, especially in Arizona. Yeah, we love the water. Uh, any other tips for beginners? Ace hunt every <laughs> hole. Just YouTube videos and stuff. Yeah. Always help. Yeah, I'd say watching pros. Brody just Smith's a big help for me. <laughs> uh, who are your Who are your favorites? Brody. <laughs> The Brills. Uh, what do you mean, favorite? Uh, favorite professionals? Pro players. Oh. Uh, might have to be Conrad. No. We call him <laughs> Father Conrad. <laughs> I personally like Calvin Heimberg. I have his tour uh, series disc. And Nate Sexton looks, looks like, like him, him too. <laughs> <laughs> Nate Sexton too. Yeah. I really like up. Eagle McMahon. Comedy. He's kind of feminine, but what? he is a nice, nice Jeez. forehand. Probably the farthest. Best forehand, forehand in the world. And he probably world. throws back in. He has the perfect farther. body, kind of like Jay, you know, what real skinny, up? real lanky. I mean, Jay body. actually has a perfect Jay, disc body. Jay has a perfect disc body. We're working on him, but he's, he's almost there. Man. Long arms, tall body. You want to be able to snap the disc, and Jay has a great body. Yeah, he's getting there. This is a little. He'll be throwing about six hundred soon. I promise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who's your favorite, Jay? Conrad. Conrad. He said, he said Conrad. I don't know. It's Conrad. He talks about him all the time. Yeah. I don't know who my favorite is. In other words, Condad. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, there's this thing called jump putting. It's pretty cool. Outside circle one, you can like, normally when you put your disc lands and you're allowed to flip it, and then it's like eight inches or something, right? Whatever. But you, you just grab your disc and flip it over, and then you can putt toward the basket, and you have to put your foot behind the behind the disc. But um, if you're outside circle one, which is like 33 feet, you're allowed to do like a jump putt. So you stand behind the disc and you're allowed to like jump over your disc. Jump over your disc. Yeah. When you're inside circle one, you're not allowed to move past your disc after you putt. But when you're outside circle, you can move past it so you can get extra power. But you're not allowed to step past it. No. Outside the circle, Outside you can. the circle, oh. you can. But inside 33 feet, you have to stay behind your disc until your disc comes to rest inside not the Not only stay floor. next to your disc inside circle one, but you have to maintain your balance. So if you throw it, I mean, putt it. You don't really throw it. But uh, you putt it and you fall over, that is illegal. But if, like, uh, but, like, around obstacles. And this is all just rules stuff that you can pick up on. But, like, uh, behind obstacles and things, you can place your foot behind where you're uh, where you're supposed to throw from and like almost do like a lunge. Yeah, you can like straddle out directionally. And as you long as one of your foot is behind, behind the disc, the disc yeah, you're and it's parallel with it, you can't go in like front of the yeah, front yeah. of your disc. Stay parallel behind your disc. But that's why I was saying James Conrad. He's really good at jump putting. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I try to mimic my form on jump putting from him. I've actually seen or Nico Lacastro. He actually has. It's really good. Really good jump putt. So would you guys say you guys have gotten better just by watching professional? Oh, yes, yeah, definitely. 100%. For sure. You learn so much watching like Joe Men's videos and pro tour events. So much. Do they do tutorials and stuff like that? A lot of the pros do. They have, they have their, their own, own channels and stuff oh, yeah, and yeah. they'll do They're called like clinics and then like they go through or like you need yeah. help with a specific aspect of your game. They like do it. Are there uh, particular ones that are really good on the like the YouTube side? Eagle McMahon. Eagle McMahon's really he has good a for great forehand. forehand demonstration. Simon oh, Lazat too. When yeah. you guys started out, Austin, did you start out as forehand only? Uh, yeah, mostly forehand. And Elias, Me too? and Austin are normally the forehand buddies. <laughs> we kind of were forehand since we started. Yeah, the other players picked up backhand. Yeah, faster. we did backhand first and yeah. then forehand but later. I, before ben I got still into disc have golf, a forehand, but yeah, still before the me best. and Austin so really got to disc golf, like we were able to like sidearm it's called 
uh, frisbee, which is pretty cool. So, <laughs> well, I actually I threw a, a frisbee backhand lefty before I started disc golf, and but it doesn't work if you throw forehand righty and left hand disc golf because they do the same exact thing. You kind of need forehand, both righty and uh, and backhand righty. So I had to teach myself how to throw a frisbee right handed, um, which is kind of oh. awkward, but wow. uh, it works out now. <laughs> nice. Look at him. Well, uh, anything else that you guys want to add? Any tips, tricks, pointers, suggestions, yeah, stories? Bring more females to the game of disc golf. <laughs> Paige Pierce slacking. No, she's, <laughs> no, she's the best ugly. in the world for girls. She's really good. Yeah. And Paul McBeth is probably number one right Yeah, now. Paul McBeth's the best. I'm probably liking himself Six after time, me. Right? No, five-time. Oh. Five-time world champ. Five-time world champ. I say uh, Paul McBeth is kind of like me. Just no. kidding. Huh. Intriguing. Intriguing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'd say just pretty much have fun, love the sport. It's a great sport. Get outside, experience it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's a good uh, exercise too. And you can do it with your family and stuff. We brought our dads out and <laughs> it's pretty funny well, to watch mine. them. <laughs> not for the job. Yeah, big one. Brother Robert. Yeah, brother Robert has a mean <laughs> forehand. <laughs> like father, like son, I know. <laughs> Well, awesome. thank you guys. Thank you guys for joining. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And um, we might uh, do a video of some sort. Uh, yeah, that'd be possibly awesome. Possibly just a, wow. a local tournament. Ooh. Maybe oh. have uh, uh, a certain Heimberg disc being a, a oh. trophy. Ooh. Oh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so let's let's talk Far about merging real quick. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it. Yeah, talk so it. <laughs> it's real difficult. We'll talk we'll talk about that in a bit. But until oh. then, thank you guys for joining and um we'll sign off here. And Peace. thank you guys for the episode. Hey, thank you, Farf. Thanks, yeah, Chris. Thanks, Chris, thanks, really Chris for having us, brother. All right. Big All right. vengeance. Keep slinging. Later, guys. Later.